Some trick or treat themed questions, <laughs> but I wanted to just briefly. This is our Halloween special. Woo! It's Halloween. We well, it will a, be tomorrow. Yes, um, we did do a little horror thing last week. Mm-hmm. That was the prelude of dread to this actual special thing. I want to talk briefly before we talk about some questions about Halloween itself and what our experiences, traditions are. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I don't know whether this is part of being in the UK or part mm. of what my parents were like, but Halloween really wasn't a thing for me until I became like a late teenager and started going to parties. Mm-hmm. Because Halloween parties are things that you can do as a teenager. Really? Yeah. Be- because I mean, we don't have the culture around trick-or-treating and things here. At least when we were growing up, we were yeah. like possibly the last generation of people that really didn't do it. Yeah. Um I also exclusively lived in really weird, isolated places, so I didn't have neighbours for a very long time. Whereas I lived in neighbourhoods where you did not go knock on your strangers' doors. Yeah. I mean, um, that said, Mm. I've I've always thought of, like... Halloween as American and all the traditions are American. Yeah, like all the things I associate are heavily couched in the what... in Americana, like... The Halloween movies, and I don't mean the Halloween as in, yes. that's psycho, but the slasher Halloween <laughs> movies, as opposed to movies set at Halloween. Like, Hocus Pocus is like one of the iconic Halloween movies. That, for me, is so Halloween in my yes. head. The colour palette, the story, and it's such an American film, mm-hmm. and I adore it. Yeah. Like so many people do. I mean, that said... My mum went heavy oh, on Halloween. Yeah? She gave... Halloween was, like... I don't know what... She's such an interesting woman. I, I, In terms of horror, because I don't think of her as someone who likes horror. And yet... She, she leans into the she, Yeah, she's told us ghost stories all our, our lives. And she went so far into Halloween that, like... People would come over to my house for Halloween and she'd throw these amazing parties. On Halloween... Your mum sounds amazing. On Halloween... She is. I we would go to school, and by the time we came back, we have this like playroom, yeah. like shared living room thing. Yeah. Would be completely haunted house decorated. That's She'd amazing. always build this kind of guy fork scarecrow type horror creature thing that would sit on the sofa. She'd um 
change all the light bulbs to be like red and green in the room. Yeah. And like cover it in cobwebs, cover it in whatever. And she'd do all of these games. That's amazing. She'd do, do you know the witch's body? That sounds familiar. Oh, like the hair and the eyeballs. So typically, the witch's body is you close your eyes or have blindfolds and you're in the dark and you get told a story about a witch who died and these are all her body parts. Yeah. And you get given like spaghetti and say like, oh, it's her hair. Peeled grape for eyes. And peeled grape for eyes. My mum, the (laughs) professional chef that she was, would say, this is her heart and hand us a heart. (laughs) And be like, and here are her eyes. Your mum is amazing. And her, like, lamb eyes. Your mum is a and, like, legend. give us actual, like, guts and things. And then, like... I love your mum. She'd turn on, turn on the lights and be like, and this is what they really were. King, king, king! And we're like, ah! It was horrifying. Yeah, um, that's amazing. But I don't know why, because, I, I mean, we do Christmas, we do other things, yeah. but for some reason Halloween really tapped into her, like, sense of fun. I think that's what it is for a lot of people, though. Yeah. Like I've I've seen a uh, being on Tumblr and things like that. There's a lot of the whole. I think it's because it's a it's a holiday that isn't really tied specifically to family. No, in a exactly. Lot of ways. It's about so friends. It is, and it's about what I love about what it's about. I know a lot of like certain Christian types, just like oh, celebrating evil. For me, it's like no, the darkness is coming, so we are going to laugh at it, and we are going to be yes. scary back. Yeah. That and there's such a communal feel, and I love like bonfires and people coming together mm. and having fun and like eating eating sweets. Like for me, as I've gotten older, I've gone to a few Halloween parties, not nearly as many as I liked. I will mention one that I've been with because <laughs> that's just so good in my memory. But um, for me, Halloween is certain movies on the TV and the Treehouse of Horror episodes, The Simpsons. Yes, and that for me just felt that was Halloween. That was where I first sort of kind of got into Halloween. Yeah, I mean, I my Halloween traditions, I do tend to find someone who hasn't seen Ghost Watch and show it to them. Um, my title today was a quote from the bottom Halloween special. Nice. <laughs> um, and I have always weird... I feel like Halloween... I don't tend to watch genuinely horrifying things. Yeah. I watch things that make me feel, like, happy and excited about ghosts yeah. and, like, comedy. And um, I know as queer people, mm. um, Halloween... Uh, I, well, I know a lot of drag queens who say, when, when did you first do drag? Halloween. Yeah. Um, and that kind of idea of dressing up and being kind of like being a monster other. and like... it's Letting similar your to freak like, flag fly. Yeah. It's like the one day when, especially living in London in a city, it's the one day when anything goes on the tube. Like yeah. you walk it. I mean, even just like the week before, if it if mm. Halloween doesn't fall on like a party night. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, there's some zombies on my train. There was like... Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's becoming more of a thing like with zombie walks and things like that. Yeah. And I don't, it's, it's one of those things where it's like... it's it, One of the contrasting things about my mum is that she also complains a lot about Americanization. Yeah. But I think that's... It's one of the few like American influence things that I think everyone's pretty okay with because it is undeniably super fun. Yeah, sure. Um... And yeah, I just think uh, it's great. And I'm, I I love how it's building to the, like, 1st of October is the first of Halloween. Yeah. And, like... Spoopy, um, spoopy skirt. There's, like, this joke on Tumblr where, like, it's Halloween tomorrow. It's just like, it's July. <laughs> like, gets, like... Yeah. There's that gif of... Um, oh, the pumpkin dancing. No, I, I was thinking of... Of Adam Scott in Parks and Rec, Rec having like skeleton. a skeleton falling on him, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Halloween on Tumblr. Yeah, I just, I, it, I'm really happy with the way it's going. Yeah, no, me too. Um, and then, I think like we, t- I s- said before about family, 
um, how it's not a family drive holiday. It's about, and I think especially as uh, for if you're part of a marginalised community, an excuse to come together that isn't that isn't heavily tied down with family obligations or even a meal. Mm. Like there's or like giving presents. Yeah, there's no like pressure. Yes, I think that's right. And th- yeah, there's. Th- I think it's because it feels free. Like mm. you get to be who you want to be for a night. You get, you get to, to do whatever you want. And of course, there are going to be people that use it as an excuse to be arseholes, But I think that's every day of the year. Yeah, people will find an excuse. I'm not saying that people aren't out to ruin Halloween for everybody else, and that isn't to say that it can't be stupidly irritating. Yeah, but the spirit of Halloween. As it has become, for all that you can say about the commodification of it, I like the notion of, cool, winter's coming, let's have a party. Mm. I mean, nowadays, I my problem is everyone I know is doing a Halloween party and when to set up the Facebook group, because is it too early? But then you might get taken and mm-hmm. uh, I end up saying maybe to like five different parties and end up not really knowing which one to go to. Yeah. I, I'll say it now because I don't think really any of the questions we got particularly sort of brought it in. Uh, the only full on, I've been to a few Halloween parties, but my favourite one is one that you threw. And this was actually <laughs> the year I met you. Oh, wow. It was, yeah, because it was sort of a, your joint birthday slash Halloween no? Yes. Yeah, no, the Halloween was the year after, but I did come to a party of yours, which was near <laughs> Halloween, was the ghost party. Mm. It was the cost- yeah, it was a costume party, and the costume were sheet ghosts. Yeah, you weren't allowed to be anything else. And it was so fun. I'm glad it was fun. It, it's kind, it was... <sighs> a, sheet ghosts are really hot in terms of we were mm. boiling very soon after and we wanted to take them off all the time, yeah. but... We did it actually on Halloween, yeah. and we put up the blinds, and yeah, our let's... window goes onto a street, and we changed the colour of the bulbs, and mm. the outside of the house, we put loads of police tape and cobwebs and everything, yeah. but anyone that walked past the house would just see, like, Low ten ghost. ghosts, like, floating about, yeah. and whenever someone rang the doorbell for Trick or Treat, we all went, woo, and, like, went to the door, and we... I think we made a lot of parents' nights. Yeah. Um, which was really fun. I think kids were... Because it's like, oh, what a wonderful little monster. Yeah. Kids range from, like, <laughs> genuinely scared to confused or just, like... Uh, and it, some were delighted. Some were delighted. and But all the parents were just, like, chuckling. And the day after, when we were all, like, recovering, mm. um, we heard a kid walk past the house and say, Mummy, is that the ghost house? And she went, yep. And... Our yeah. job was done. I was going to say, uh, I distinctly recall, because I can't not be a bit of a faff about things, like, also, uh, Tiff of Poltercast mm-hmm. fame um, also did a thing where she wore a hat over the top of her <laughs> sheet, like I did. Yes. I also drew a monocle and a moustache. <laughs> yes, I mean, mine. we were trying to avoid looking like something else. Yes. With lots of people in sheets. So we did genuinely encourage like green sheets or sheets covered in blood or yeah. um, little accessorising the yeah. uh, different ghosts. And w- the other fun thing about the parties, you were never quite sure who you were talking to. It was a good laugh. Um, and it's just, it, I think when I say there's no pressure, there actually is a little bit of pressure of Halloween where like yes. you don't want to be the person with the worst costume. Yeah, um, don't try too hard. I have you don't l- want to be the most dressed up either. No, That's always like, an uncomfortable feeling. So telling someone that we're doing a ghost party, you just need a sheet, mm-hmm. was really fun. Yeah. Um, it does mean that for the next year or so, whenever we wanted to change sheets, we'd often wash one and put it on the cover and there'd be two holes on it. we be like, oh, God's sake. <laughs> um, Mine is used as a cat bed. Oh, nice. So um, 
I wanted to do a few sequel parties, and unfortunately, I now live somewhere which it doesn't really lend itself lend itself well to parties. But I wanted to do a witch's coven where we all come as our witch sonas, and I wanted to like full on walk around the mm. the, the street in a line mm-hmm. with like broomsticks and, and stuff. And uh, I wanted to get a proper like cauldron and like make some kind of cocktail in there Sweet. and like like churn it up and stuff um it can still happen and then the th- like v- these are like one-upping of like each other yeah so that's the first one and like bare minimum you do a pointed hat or like dress in black or something yeah and then my most ambitious one i want to do one day is i want to do an adam's family family reunion and yes. everyone to come as their adam sona yes i remember us having a conversation when we worked out uh what ours would be because i knew that mine was going to be sort of a phantom of the opera-esque living in a theater <laughs> but i think it was either you or mel that came up with the name of my adam sona which is matinee adams Oof. which i remember i i still adore and matinee adams lives in my heart one of my favorite like jokes to do is find a word that sounds like a name mm. um in Urchin, there was a mermaid called uh, called Chlorine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a nice name. I um, was, I think someone was going to come as Euthanasia Adams. Was that or, Tiff? Maybe. Or they they were going to come as twins as Euthanasia and Anesthesia and don't mix them up. That's right. I was going to be Cayman Adams, and I'd like come in a crocodile skin suit and like have pointed teeth and. But the, the thing is, why this one is, uh, I actually know the venue I want to host it at. Oh. Um, I said that because you've been there before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. Um, someone at work, <laughs> someone at work died <laughs> and had the most amazing, like, they, they were ill for a while, they knew mm. they were going to die and decided to do, like, a full-on spooky, we're going to talk about a dead person party mm-hmm. in this bizarre, I think it's called something like something working men's club but that's like its old name it's actually been turned into this place just filled of like bad taxidermy and pianos and candles we should do that for your 30th birthday <sighs> that would be amazing we um, do it then. but like it was so it was so nice and like it's a part of what halloween's good it's just it was nice for someone to say like yeah i died dead 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 i'm a ghost now like mm-hmm. it kind of made everyone feel okay about it and yeah that's mm, great I think that's what I like about Halloween as well, and that you can talk about dark things yeah. and it be okay and sure. fun. Okay, before we get to the questions, courtesy of the Facebook group who came out in force for yes. us. Thank you, Facebook group. Hamish, an important question regarding Canadian television shows <laughs> about horror. Are you a Goosebumps person or an Are You Afraid of the Dark person? I'm Goosebumps. However, oh, I, want to, I want to explain... I had never seen an episode of How Are You Afraid of the Dark because I was too scared of it as a kid. And but just of the title sequence, as soon as that like mm. boat comes on the screen, I'm like, swing. okay, change channel. Yeah. Um, but on when Tiff came over to record the first episode of the podcast, um, I mentioned this and she showed me a few episodes. Um, we watched one with Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. Um, and I think possibly. It's objectively a creepier show. Um, but I love Goosebumps because the twists are the funniest thing in yeah. the world. Like, a good twist is something in which you could have maybe worked out and make sense. Goosebumps doubles down on bad oh. twists so they come round yeah. again to be good. Because like, it's so ridiculous. It's like, oh yeah, this episode took place on an alien planet. You're like, okay! Oh, okay, <laughs> it's like almost Twilight Zone-esque. Yes, it's... Yeah. 
Hilarious. What do you think? What's your favourite? Are you afraid of the dark? Uh, I really liked the framing mechanism of this group of friends around yeah. a campfire, like uh, the Midnight Society, and how each episode would end like they'd start with somebody throwing a powder onto the fire to make mm. up. It was probably like creamer. Yeah. And at the end, it would end with the fire being put out, except on a couple of occasions, they'd play with the format of mm. that. But I really liked the notion, and you got to sort of know the uh, the members of the Midnight Society as well, but I just... You know, you know me, our listeners are starting to understand. I really love communal storytelling and that yes. act of sharing stories with each other. Mm. And I think that's what I really liked about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, there are some amazing, creepy stories in there. Yeah, I Like, mean, genuinely unsettling stuff, you know, for kids. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just really found it engaging. And, yeah, like, the opening sequence was so very evocative, like the creaky swing in the boat with lapping mm. water and the doll on the rocking chair with the laughter of a child. Right. I mean, I think... <laughs> that was really nice. I do think Goosebumps, to me, tickles my, like... Uh, it's goofy horror, It's isn't? goofy. It's and that, like, that camp quality. It goes further in terms of, like, monsters and aliens and all that stuff. Whereas Are You Afraid That That's More Ghost Stories and yeah. Creepy. They and like, like, to, they like They stay with you. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to the fact that all of Are You Afraid of a Dark is legally for free on YouTube. Hell yeah! And that's where we watched it. I do think Ghostbumps is, Goosebumps is on Netflix. Cool. Um, but it does some weird things where like two yeah. parters are in the wrong order. And, yeah. uh, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I kind of want to because I love that they made it like R.L. Stein is in it and the characters yeah. from his books were coming. Um, it was meant to be okay. I, d- um, I need to say, we should watch it. We should, mm-hmm. uh, we should make a day of it. But let's go over to questions from our Facebook. Um, the first question we got Can was... I, sorry, sorry yes, to interrupt. But please. our theme for the episode was trick or treat. Yes. And I don't think we were very clear, but that's not a bad thing. But um, we got one trick, trick. I think. Yeah, um, so we may fling each fling some at each other throughout the course of the year. And have we, have, we have a bag of Sour Patch Kids we, next to us, which is probably the sourest thing on easy... British markets to get. I tell you what, sour millions are good. Ooh. Yeah, What's they, your opinion of warheads? Eh, take them on. They're sour. I don't particularly like them as a candy. Okay. I ate enough of sour millions to take off the top layer of skin off my tongue. <laughs> Which is always a sign. Like, it hurts so good. I, I always think of you as sour yeah. in, like, flavours, but it's also, like, a nice, like... I don't know. What am I? Oh, okay. Well, I'd say I was citrus, like lemon and lime. For you... Okay. Because I think it. Mm, I won't say anything. in terms of in terms specifically of sweets. Well, no, in just in okay. tastes, like, but mm. as a person, I don't know whether it's your propensity for yellow, which it might be, but I like a really nice hearty soup. You feel like like a butternut squash soup. Oh my god, I'm so glad you said that because I think people that don't know me too well think it's easy to say sweet. No, but I think I'm savoury. You're rich and savoury. I think I'm hearty. And warm. I'm now thinking of rich creamery butter because this is not a Simpsons <laughs> podcast, but Hamish and I have a massive po- <laughs> But yes. Well, mm. actually, not a Simpsons podcast. Sorry, to, we'll get to the question in a second. Yes. But I do think one of you to mention Treehouse of Horrors. I did, yeah. They are one of my proper Halloween, like, not traditions, but it's what I think of. Yeah. And it's specifically, I think, the vampire episode. Oh, well, of, Mr. Burns. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that genuinely gave me nightmares in a way that Excellent. I don't think it intended to when I first saw it. 
which I've realised I just said excellent and that's where Mr. Burns <laughs> is the head vampire. Yeah, you have to kill the head vampire. <laughs> we have to kill the boy. How do you know he's a vampire? He's, he's a vampire. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's amazing. Yes, um, sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Should we get to questions? I just want to say, we have Sour Patch Kids, and maybe as a dare, we'll answer some question with a mouthful of them. Yeah. But if you hear the rustling of a bag, that's why. Uh, but yeah, our first question is from Anmar, who we've had the l- pleasure of meeting a couple of mm-hmm. times at cons. I met him at a, a Mabim Bam meetup as well. He's lovely. And he asked, if you had unlimited resources and time, what costume would you make for Halloween? This oh my is God. such a good question, because Hamish and I both love costumes. I've also not checked really any of these questions before. Um, oh, that's will go well. Starting the episode, um, unlimited time and resources. I think I kind of know what mine would be. Go on. And maybe this doesn't count. I do think Halloween costumes should lean spooky. Okay. Yeah. I understand that some people just like to dress up, and that's fine. Yeah. But just put a little bit of blood on your lip, and then it's just like, oh, a zombie Supergirl. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but. It has always been my dream one day to wear a Godzilla costume. Ah. And uh, I have seen people make them, mm. like, out of foam. And, like, I've seen some quite impressive ones, that, like, in photos of cons. Yeah. Um, I don't care that, that, you know, that's me and a... Uh, I think Godzilla's kind of, like, he can sort of lean into monsters. I mean, yeah. he is a monster, but, like, can kind of be a... Uh, affiliated with actual horror spooks. Sure. Um, I don't know whether I'd, because of the sheer move and maneuverability and stuff, but I have seen, and it would be an amazing thing to have, would go um, be a Skeksy from the Dark Crystal. Oh my God. And literally, <laughs> that, and just like come up behind people in that costume, just be like, <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I think it's funny that we both chose like full immersion monster costumes. Yeah. Um, um, but also, I like the idea of just um, going like a full on. Ama- I'm lucky enough to know two different amazing like costumers, and if I had the money and resources, I would throw a lot of money at them. Mm. I love the idea of being like a full on like amazing wizard, or uh, with like Ooh. an amazing long flowing robes in multicolors, and just like that, I, I could have like trick things, so I could like make things appear mm. and disappear, and like I would do something even more ridiculous with my hair than I've ever done before. One of the first times I've really wanted to cosplay a female character without changing anything, I'd be cosplaying Uh-oh. a female character, is the main character in Crimson Peak. Yes, I've, Lucille, Sh- I've oh, wanted, Lucille Sharp. Or, um, I wanted oh. to wear the big white dress oh, yeah, me with just like the long blonde hair and a candle and just to walk around going... <laughs> mm. like, I've wanted to wear that and I'm not quite sure why that of all the costumes I've seen in cinema. Actually, that said, I'd love to do, um, spoilers for Crimson Peak, uh, Ghost Thomas Sharp. Mm. Like with like the hole in the cheek. Mm. I want to do a, crim- a Crimson Peak uh, group with you. That would be fun. We'll have to find a Lucille, like end of the movie Lucille, <laughs> like with the blood. <laughs> yeah, um, that'd be amazing. I just, I'd love to be a monster for a day, like a full prosthetic. Yeah. I mean, I said Godzilla. One of, yeah, one of my dreams is to be a monster in a Guillermo del Toro movie. I want to mm. hang out with Doug Jones and be a monster in a Guillermo del Toro movie. I mean, I... Roll on the shape of water. I mean, for me... Godzilla would be like full mask and yeah. essentially be a furry, like a one of those kind of suits. Um, but I would like to one day actually do like prosthetics mm-hmm. and like yeah, go full on like 
so that so that I can somehow perform mm-hmm. through it. That'd be cool. Um, That'd be really cool. Gilman? <laughs> no, that's not. Oh, that creature from the Black Lagoon, like. <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing very good impressions. <laughs> we're, having a, um, we're having a fun time here. The yeah. sugar's flowing. There's just so many ideas. Most definitely. Um, but yeah, really, I would just give some money to my costuming friend and say, oh, or it'd be a mech from Pacific Room, but post its destruction. So, like a <laughs> ghost, ghost mech. mech. A ghost mech. Um, oh, or I'd want to be Atachi from Pacific Rim, full wings and everything. Oh my god! That, I'm trying to. Th- I'm, I'm, I am trying to think of like a character that's more human. Ah! Well, like we're this just. If budget's no issue, that's like, true. I mean, if budget's no issue, I'm just gonna full on become a monster. I'm gonna have all the surgery, and like become like. <laughs> Become a wolf man. Oh, shall I tell you what will be a fun one? Dr. Cockroach from Monsters vs. Aliens. <laughs> what a reference. Okay. <laughs> I genuinely like Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah, no, it's good. It's just like like 10 years old. <laughs> Is it? I think I just horrified Ooh. myself. Yeah, but then I could have like a dance machine and do the full line. Um, My ah. PhD is in dance. I just I keep thinking. I love the idea of a wizard. I love. I actually love the idea of creating a character yeah i think i would want to do that i would get down to the ground and design it from the ground up yeah i think that would um, be really amazing godzilla or my oc <laughs> my spooky one of your OC. many ocs one of my spooky oc my spooky oc mm. nice um i'll ask the next question then this yeah. is from josh and the they're all from the facebook group yeah. beat um, up facebook okay do you have a favorite scary movie and what's your favorite halloween memory from your childhood maybe we did sort of answer this um but yeah scary movie is an interesting thing. Like um, on our horror movie episode, we talked about um, I talked about Cabin in the Woods. But while Cabin in the Woods is a horror movie, I don't necessarily find it scary. Scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose a film that I am actively kind of on edge when watching is probably Alien. Mm. Um, I will say also uh, The Devil's Backbone. We we're just talking about Guillermo del Toro. Mm. That is such. I mean, it's such a good little ghost story. Also, Crimson Peak is deeply creepy in places and is amazing for it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't tend to watch films that are billed as scary because I don't especially revel in the sensation of being scared. That's why you need to be in my horror film so you know when all the scares are happening. Uh. So you can just... So when I went to see Ghost Stories the other day, there was Paul Whitehouse and the director and the producer there, and I could tell that they wouldn't be scared of anything in this film. They want to, like, wait and hear what people jump at. And that's my dream, is to, like... Uh-huh. Sit in an audience like no and the scares are happening. Yeah, I mean, I have that sort of similar thing with Pacific Rim now, which is where I watch just to see their reaction to certain moments. Yeah. I mean, I do that. I, I mentioned. I do that with. You do that with Speed Racer. I do that with Speed Racer, but it's stressful. I'm like, please watch the shot, please watch please the shot, please watch the shot. And then they like look away from yeah, the shot. Yeah, I get very frustrated when I'm watching films with people and they like start looking at their phones, just like, I'm showing you this movie for a reason. But like, it's unfair because I would have first watch this maybe checking my phone or something like yeah but i did mention ghost watch on the horror on the horror episode that's the thing that still gives me chills and i can't talk about without getting a bit of a chill yeah um i was scared of okay i'm gonna make this question last because i'm gonna talk about my feelings about xenomorphs and why they terrify me they are fucking scary i am scared of aliens an alien in a way 
that is not anything to do with the films. Okay. So the one like cosplay I can't really deal with at MCM as if like an alien if, comes to my table and just like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, as a child, um, there was a thing called Alien War at the Trocadero, and um, I don't think I, I, my memories are so fragmented of it that I think actually my brother went and told me about it. <laughs> and he was such a but good storyteller. I have this really distinct memory in my head. And I also told you about I got detention for Mentioning watching Alien aliens. At school. But yeah. there was like it's basically like a laser experience. You walk around and interact with a massive yeah. horror thing based on aliens. So wow. families are walking around for these kids. like flickering corridors and then they have an actor as a space marine getting like pulled out into the darkness. And there's a bit at the end when you have to escape on a shuttle after being like chased down a corridor by people in xenomorph costumes <laughs> and you're in this like strobe lighting yeah. flickering thing in a cockpit and everything goes dark and then they come up, there's aliens next to you and like full on abject horror yeah. is the most terrifying thing ever. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, and I think I, I I haven't seen Alien Covenant. Neither have I. But every single shot of them being CGI does nothing for me. I to think me, there's it's, something tangible about those costumes. Yeah, it's something about the costume and the fact that there's someone inside there. Mm. Like, but you can't quite believe it because the limbs are so mm-hmm. skinny and they're so tall and they're moving mm-hmm. so strangely. Um, that's what really freaks me out. There's about enough them. human in an, a xenomorph. Mm. to make them really scary, which makes sense because of how they reproduce. And it's also, in in the first Alien, they behave completely differently to how they get portrayed now, which is just like swarms of monsters. Yeah. Whereas in the first one, it's, it's kind of... It's a singular alien. It, yeah, and it's smart and like yeah. plays games and like it, it's it's a threat enough. In the, I think it's scary in the same way that the raptors are scary in Jurassic Park because mm. they're smart. Yes. Um, and... Yeah. I don't know if we've really... We've talked so much about our favourite horror films and horror things that we try to, like, give some slightly different answers this time. Yeah. What's a Halloween memory, to finish John's question? Um, Well, I talked about my... Josh, my apologies. um, I did talk about my mum's room. Um, I want to talk... The one day she picked me up... Well, on Halloween, she picked me up from school in a full witch outfit... Well, I don't even think she had a witch outfit, but she had, like, a fake nose and warts and, like, green hair or something. Yeah. And I apparently didn't acknowledge it in the slightest. <laughs> and that really annoyed her. <laughs> it's just like, oh, hey, how was school? Fine. And, like, she's, like, driving home as a witch. And, like, she's a bit offended. But Aww. I just have memories of, like... Bless mum still. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I have those kind of memories. Yeah. I think mine it's possibly that part that Halloween party at yours mm. that I mentioned before. That was just such a a great night. I'm yeah. so glad it happened so well. Yeah. Like the, I love the idea on paper and then like it it was instantly funny the moment anyone walked through the door. Yeah. That's the thing about it like a, yeah. a sheet ghost. And actually I wanna give a give credit to Mel because Part of the reason we did it was that the year before she'd gone as a sheet ghost to a party. Yeah. And was the most popular costume there because it's yeah. just inherently funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are good Halloween memories. Yeah, sure. Um, I think we should do some kind of dare. 
I don't know what to suggest though, because we said about the, the sour patch kids, yeah, yeah. But we should wait till we've eaten the rest of them and then just do the sugar out the bottom of the bag as a final thing. Though that's not oh really a dare, and that's more just a treat. <laughs> that's um, less trick, more treat. Well, was it? We're not. We're not even truth or dare. Like, what does trick or treat mean? What is the actual trick we're going to do? Well, the idea is that you're supposed to give him candy or they'll do a trick on your house. Isn't that it? Yeah. But why would anyone do that? That's really mean. I don't know. Oh, that was black currant. That was nice. Oh, I just had to it once in a while. Oh, oh, your face is uh, not good. Um. Okay. Well, why don't I ask you a question? Okay. But you have to answer in an accent. Okay. Um, and you have to, well, while you answer the question, you have to completely talk in this accent. And the accent is going to be French. Oh! <laughs> I don't want to upset French listeners. I do. Why? <laughs> it's trick or treat, Halloween. Yeah, but I don't want to offend people. Halloween isn't fun when you're offending people. Well, just make sure it's good. <laughs> yeah. If it makes it feel better, you get to trick me. Yeah. Next question. Mm, okay. Are you asking me one of these one? One of the questions. Would you prefer a different accent? Uh, yes. But what then it'd be an easy one that I can do. Because I, I would just do my default accent when I have to do accents. What's your default accent? Well, I do one of two. I do Scouse or I do Australian. And I don't know if your husband listens to this podcast, so maybe I shouldn't do Australian. I think we should do Australian. Do Australian. I, okay, but you have to ask the question in an Australian accent. All right. Okay. Bring it on. Lay it on me, Hamish. This question comes from David. Thank you, David. Um, it's kind of a cool, it's kind of a weird question. Okay. Is there a movie, game, book, etc. that scared you, even though horror may not be its primary focus, or even as part of, uh, or even part of a said movie, game, book, etc. As in indirect horror. Okay. Well, to be honest, Hamish, the uh, the film that probably gave me the uh, the biggest scare I've ever had in my life was Jaws. Which oh, I nice. saw uh, way too young. I was uh, a call slip. that a shark. Yeah, <laughs> amusingly enough, shark they call Bruce. Which oh. just we've done something perfect with these accents. No, I think I saw it too young, and uh, I genuinely, legit, am still deeply uncomfortable with any kind of shark except the IKEA shark. The IKEA shark is a is, <laughs> is a glorious creature deserving of love and affection. Well, the good thing about Jaws is that. Uh, I, I did swimming for a long time. Yeah. I, I used to have a six-pack and used to be like a swimmer. I, no offence, Hamish. I cannot imagine this version of you. <laughs> the it AU was, of Hamish. It was brutal. Uh, and even though I knew the shark in Jaws wasn't real, yeah. every single time I was swimming and I walked past the little grate that goes into complete Dunna. darkness, Dunna. I would assume that a shark was going to burst out and eat me. Relatable, um, relatable content. I was always, I was always convinced that when I was in the pool, that the oh, this would be the one time the teachers decide to let some sharks into the pool. Have and not you tell. heard the uh, the McElroy bit, Glass Shark? No. I will show you Glass Shark because it is freaking hilarious. <laughs> but yes, I feel I should stop this accent before I deeply offend it and I can never go to your home again. <laughs> oh, my whole marriage is based on Justin <laughs> saying, "Ah, uh, dude." <laughs> Why'd you do this? And then being, dude, I didn't mean to. And you're like, I don't sound like that. And I'm like, oh, you do. Um, he he just he he says certain words. So Australians don't say debut; they say debut. 
And once he said, I'm debuting my project tomorrow. And I was like, what did you just say? Um, (laughs) So, don't worry. I think I've got a bit of practice, but I sound more like I'm making fun of him than an actual Australian accent. Fair enough. Um, I was just going to briefly say that I think one of the films... The reason why I'm obsessed with The Wizard of Oz is the film Return to Oz. The Wheelers are terrifying. The Wheelers are terrifying. It's not... The whole film is terrifying. The film starts with Dorothy going for electroshock therapy. Um, There's a line... When she's escaping from the hospital, you hear all of this, like, moaning... And her friend, and she says, like, what is that? And her friend says, oh, they throw the broken ones in the basement. Jesus! It's like, what? what? Then she basically drowns. Yep. She... Then you encounter Mombi, she of the swapping heads. The scene, uh, my favourite scene. Yeah. It, I've talked in the last couple of episodes a lot about If I Did Horror, and I always think of a scene in Return to Oz when Dorothy has to creep past a headless, sleeping woman. Mm. And they do such good sound design on what a snoring neck sounds like. Yeah, You just hear like... And you're like, oh, you don't see anything. And she like has to take... take the the key off her wrist. Takes the key off her wrist and creeps down the corridor of all these sleeping heads. heads. And when she opens a cabinet and Mm. like has to reach something. And the heads will stop waking up. She drops something in front of the main head yeah. and it just goes, Dorothy Gale! And, and then start, all heads wake up and start screaming. And then the headless body is coming to get and her like, head. And the music is like, Bruh! it's yeah. just, oh, oh. that is to me is peak horror in a non-horror film. Oh. It's so good. And that's not even mentioning like the Gnome King and all yeah. the horror and all other stuff. I think we should take a break to recover from these uh, spoopier <sighs> do. events. I'm feeling calmer now. I'm feeling tense, but in a calm way. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for joining us on this spoopy foray. Yes, thank you for choosing this as your podcast Halloween special episode for this hour of listening. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I hope you've all got fun plans or none at all, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. If you're going to a Halloween party or something, uh, have fun. Or if you've just had one, because I know when Halloween falls during the week, it's always a pain in the butt. Yes, by the time this goes out, I hopefully we've gone to a party that's called the party where we go to hell. Cheery. <laughs> and it's a hell-themed party. Nice. Um, Have fun. Yeah. I think mostly inspired by the game Cuphead, where I think the yeah. villain is the devil. Oh, cool. Um, it's hosted by a friend who's now changed his Twitter name to the actual devil. Cool. Um, but... How about... Listeners, you be an angel for us and rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. Oh my god! I'm sorry. The segways get so tenuous that you used I'm, to like my segways. I think they're impressive. It's a skill. Um, <laughs> it's like it's a reach, is what it is. But please do rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us. Um, yeah, I'm getting a real sense in the last like month or two of like box not included taking a couple of steps up the podcast ladder. In and that's way. down to you guys. Yeah. For talking about us with your friends. So thank you. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to our sponsor. Beastly Beverages. Beastly Beverages, whose uh, owner, Gabe's Birthdays birthday is tomorrow? Halloween. Yeah. So um, happy birthday, Gabe. Yep. 
And why don't you make your birthday present trying one of their fandom and fancy luxury hand blended loose leaf teas? Or some of their tea related geeky paraphernalia. <laughs> uh, the business is queer owned. All ingredients are organic and fairly traded, and almost all products are suitable for vampires. I mean, vegans. That's a typo. I'm very sorry. Uh, The product we want to spotlight today is uh, another part of the Demons and Monsters tea series Mm -hmm. uh, called Puka, who I believe is the mascot of Beastie Beverages. Mm -hmm. And uh, the tea named after Puka is a sweet black tea with rich fruit and creamy white chocolate, a black forest gato blend, particularly luxurious with milk. And I'm mad that I do not have some right now. Uh, but each bag of Puka contains about 100 grams. Oh, no, contains 100 grams of completely organic, fairly traded luxury tea, which makes a minimum of 100 cups, because a teaspoon of this glorious tea will uh, make you one large cup or a mug. I don't know much about the Puka, mm. um, but it sounds delicious. Yeah. And we do know that the artwork <laughs> is done by Mr. Lucian. Yep. A UK-based artist who illustrates his own world of sexy monsters and super creeps. Uh, you can find more of his work at mrlucian.com. But if you'd like to try the Puka or any of the other Demons and Monsters range or any of the other... One of the many fandom blended blends. fantasy and fandom-themed tea and geek-related paraphernalia... Um, Do it at beastlybeverages.com. They also have a Patreon where you can get all kinds of rewards for... Exciting um, things. Uh, ...supporting. Uh, the Facebook and the Tumblr and the Twitter, which often have a lot of polls. And the Instagram where you can just see this stuff in action and resent that you haven't moved it yet. <laughs> um, and if you use the sponsor code BEVERAGEBEAST... All one word, capital Bs... Uh, you can get free shipping when you spend £20 or more, which I can guarantee you is a very easy thing to do. And they ship worldwide. So, even if you live in Transylvania, uh, you can get some puka. <laughs> Once again, that's Beverage Beast. or one word, capital Bs. Release your inner demon with beastly beverages. Ooh, see, I like that. I like, see, you always give yourself such a hard time. And to be fair, <laughs> there's a reason for that. But occasionally, you know... <laughs> Oh, thanks for the trick. You're welcome. I've got a treat for you, though. Oh, what's that? It's the second half of the podcast. (gasps) Let's get back into it. Okay, what we got next up from Facebook once again. Oh, and now we asked that one already. Toby asked, what is the best slash worst candy to get for Halloween? And I'm assuming because we're using candy in the American sense, we can include chocolate in this. Mm -hmm. I say eating some of my preferred candy right now. Can I give um? Can I have a rant about American candy, please? Yes, you may. I went to America recently. Your candy is shit. <laughs> You're awful. It's disgusting, and I hate it. Um, the only American, like really American candies that make it over here, are quite good. Like Reese's cups and M and M's, and like there's a few that make it over. But I think there's a reason why when I go to America, there's so many brands I've never seen before, and I just think our tastes are so different. Yeah, I agree. Um, I recently had I did a Twitter poll basically on Twizzlers or Red Vines. Yeah. Twizzlers or Red Vines. I really like Gilmore Girls, and they're often eating both. And I wanted to buy one, so I bought both. They were both horrible. I know. They didn't taste like... I had never had a candy that's, like, bad before. Like, mm-hmm. I have ones I don't really like. Like, I don't really like the taste of that. I don't know what that. But, like, it did not taste well-made or, like, like a food stuff. It tasted like I was gnawing on, like, a bit of plastic I shouldn't have been. It had a really horrible aftertaste. Ooh. It was gross. 
So I think my any American candy yeah. would be. I'm slightly more forgiving than Hamish because there's lots of variants of stuff that you can get in the states that you can't get here. That is true. You do peanut butter very well. Yeah, but also like lots of different varieties of M and M's and pretzel flips that you can no longer get in this country that I adore. Mm-hmm. So. But my favourite candy would either probably be some kind of chocolate, like Snickers or Whisper, because yeah. they tend to be my favourites, or things like Sour Patch Kids or uh, Fruit Gums. Mm-hmm. I love those. What about you? Um, I mean, I was going to say like those Lindor balls, but that seems like very decadent and like mm-hmm. uh, more Christmas. That's um, true. Uh, the best thing to get in a pick and mix thing. Um, oh, I like drumstick lollies. I like chewy things. I think I would like like dairy milk. Oh, mini dairy milk. Just like the solid block of chocolate. Yeah. That would feel really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think the worst thing to get probably is just like fruit. Yeah. Raisins. I do think like buying like a bag of miniature heroes and celebrations and just dumping them into a bowl to give out as Halloween feels like a good thing for me. Yeah. When I was giving out... The, okay, as someone who has given out chocolate at Trick or Treat way more than I've actually participated in Trick or Treat, I'm never sure what the rule is yeah. of how much to give. Because, mm-hmm. like, I start the night just getting a handful. Yeah, and then it's just, like, one. Yeah, like, oh, one. And it's, like, a bounty and they don't like it. Um, I like bounties. Oh, um, sorry, Malwam Stripes are a good one for Trick or Treating. That's good. I just think, also, the the mistake is to, like, present the bowl to them. And then, then there's fistfuls uh, well, going in. Yeah. And maybe think like a couple of things. Like a, if you have like a yes. mixed bag stuff, that's all good. Judge them on the costume and let the kid who has the worst costume that comes to your thing know that they're the worst. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Halloween should be about judgment and fear. Um, <laughs> no, it's a day worst. to celebrate monsters. Worst. Um, that You didn't give me a trick for that question. Mm, okay, well, the next one you can have... You have to have a handful. A handful? Yeah, well, there you go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Right. Right. Uh, How many have I put in the bag? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You can put a couple back. No. Okay, right. Eight Sour Patch Kids. Uh, Put them in your mouth while I ask the question. What monster... Oh, this question comes from Juan. I apologise if I'm pronouncing that wrong. What monster do you personally see yourself as? Um, This is a question we sort of talked about a little bit on our monster episode. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. English looks like he's going to die. Uh-huh. Have you seen the episode of The Simpsons with the super sour ball when they go to the, how- uh, the candy convention oh, and Homer's mouth in basically turns mm. <laughs> inside out? That's what Hamish is doing um, right now. So... Um, mm. I really liked all of the stuff on Being Human early on, which, like, was about werewolf stuff, which I felt with Russell Tovey's character, um, disappointed that his character was straight, but it came with kind of, like, parallels that I could easily feel with, like, being gay, when he, like, is keeping a secret, and, Uh like, that, I like that idea, um, I think it applies much better to werewolves, because they're, like, one step into normal life, more than vampires and stuff, where they can be normal and like also the parallels of just like your you know your time of the month and that time when you have to do that and you feel dangerous to other people sure. um it comes with a lot of like good story related stuff that said i've never really been interested in any kind of werewolf media yeah um other than being human but like that's because there's loads of other stuff going on mm-hmm. um but i feel like if i were to play a 
monster character I'd lean more werewolf. Also, I'm going to rant about another thing. Sure. But this is more like jealousy of America. In Splatoon... <laughs> it's relevant. Okay. In Splatoon, every few weeks, they do a thing called Splatfest where you have to answer a question and you get divided into teams. Yeah. In America, their October theme is vampires versus werewolves. Cool. Cool. What's it A here? debate. Over here, it was, do you put your toilet roll frontways round or backways round? Oh, man. Which... I'm I'm sorry for any of you back rolls people, it's but it's like obviously wrong, and <laughs> it was really tough to find anyone online to play against. Yeah, I'm anyway, sorry. Buddy. I'm sorry. I'm just in a mood. I'm sorry. I made you eat all those sour sweets. <laughs> oh one go. god! I've made you. I've turned you sour. Oh no! It's not so you much the sourness. It wasn't. Eat a chocolate spider. Need to eat the chocolate spider sounds like a horrible euphemism. <laughs> Um, it wasn't the sourness. It's the oh, there's crisp rice balls inside it. Spores. <laughs> balls. Oh. Um, I think we should eat candy every episode. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't end badly at all. I love that it's not actually spider shaped at all. It's, I feel like we should take pictures of these. The I feel Earth. like it's an Easter um, treat that they've repackaged as. Spy- yeah, spider. I'm going to take a photo of my spy- my chocolate spider. I'll put one in the the. the <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta get sorry, done. but do you okay? Sorry to lower the mood. Do you know the euphemism chocolate starfish? Yes, I just feel like that's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna take a picture of my chocolate spider and then I put it on scruff. Yeah, put, it, put, it, put it on that one as well so you can see what one looks like when it's dressed. Dressed, <laughs> um, uh, I'll answer the, the, the monster question. Uh, um, because I didn't. Um, I said before how I really strongly identify with changeling. Mm-hmm. Um, Myths, but I feel that's not really a monster. Um, not in the, not in the like ghoul. I don't think they'd be invited to the monster mash. Yeah, so I don't know. I feel like I might lean towards werewolves mm. as well, like of the classic monsters. I suppose. I don't know. Mothman's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, I don't really. I'd say that because I identify so strongly with changeling myths, mm-hmm. I find it kind of. Though, yeah, no, it's probably going to be that that aura or some kind of lycanthrope like were creature. I just want to go back because I just remembered while we were talking about spiders, about the costume. I'd love to do um, Miss Spider from James and the Giant Peach with the full like spider butt. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Um, can I just first say that it wasn't the sourness it's the fact I've just eaten like eight <laughs> sour patch kids so I just feel a bit queasy but um, my friend Daisy um, went for a job interview and um, she has a lot of black dresses mm-hmm. and she was trying she was show- she- I-, I lived with her at the time and she was trying one on and saying like is this okay for an interview and she was wearing this black dress and was like something's really weird about it it just feels really weird <laughs> and then she lifted her arms up and she had spider legs attached to her, her <laughs> dress and was like this is last year's Halloween costume oh my god I almost went to a job interview like this and like we kind of cry laughed on the floor for a while it's <laughs> fantastic um, it was a good costume mm. um, okay. okay I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to do it um, okay I'm going to do a trick. All right. I don't know what the trick's going to be, though, because you're halfway through your chocolate spider. And uh, I'm not... How in pain I am, I don't <laughs> want to inflict on you, because I'm nice. You are the nice from one. The, from you are the nice one. 
Am I? Oh, definitely. Okay, good. I always had my suspicion that I was the nice one, but I didn't... I needed <laughs> clarity from... In the Jekyll and Hyde, if Box Not Included hosts, I feel like... Oh, no, that's probably a bad... That's probably a false analogy. Um, I have no idea which one I am. Anyway... I'm the Wednesday, and you're the Pugsley. Oh, I'm such the Pugsley. You're so the Pugsley. Yeah. Okay. Who's the pubert? Um... Something a child could live with. (laughs) (laughs) Hamish and I have watched Adam's Family Values together, and it was just the pair of us quoting back and forth. He has my father's eyes. Go, take take those out of his his mouth. mouth. (laughs) Joan Cusack, we love you, but you may never top that role. No. I think that's when I realised I was gay. Oh, yeah? Just her ranting about all the husbands she'd killed. Mm -hmm. Malibu Barbie. <laughs> I was the ballerina. Linda, graceful, delicate. Um, they had to go. <laughs> I just. If, Max, oh, that takes me back. If I had to like do a lip sync, mm-hmm. it would just be to that scene. You need to do a cosplay as Debbie Jelinski. Uh, yeah. I think that's who I would be at the Adams Family reunion party. <gasps> I'd just be the Debbie. The Debbie that actually <laughs> married in happily. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Um, who's the character from the first one who marries in happily? Oh, um, it's Tully's, Alfred's wife. Yeah, I love she that little just, in. you know, callback. But, oh no, she's still happy. Yeah. What? No. That's the baby's nickname. That's the baby. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Named after the pediatrician. <laughs> Um, anyway, my, um, my dare mm-hmm. is, let me read the question see if I can do anything. Um, oh, maybe this question, this question might be a bit too serious for a dare to happen, but, <laughs> Save um, the dare. So I'm just going to, uh, uh, Jennifer asked, how do you deal with insecurity when it comes to making a costume for Halloween or cosplay? This is an interesting question. I think we touched on it a little bit when we did our panel uh, slash live episode on cosplay. Uh, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, the chocolate spiders have little green diseased balls in them. <laughs> the little puffs of rice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What I have found with doing costumes and cosplays, and this is something I've come to kind of recently, like in the grand scheme of things, I was chatting to a friend of mine about this because she commented how I always seem very confident in myself at Nine Worlds. And the thing is, what I see is when I'm cosplaying or when I'm in costume, I stop being me and I start being the person I'm dressed as. And while Jade has hang-ups about their hip-to-waist ratio and how much weight they carry on their stomach and how they feel very out of proportion with most of their body all of the time and how they struggle with dysphoria, this character doesn't have that issue. Mm. Like... Two of the costumes I wore at Nine Worlds were crop tops and showed off most of my stomach. But the characters I was playing, dressed up as those days, they don't give a flying fuck. Mm -hmm. And it's about, I try to channel a little bit of that mindset, like, because they're more confident people. It's not to say it's a perfect strategy. There are always going to be assholes out there who make comments about, oh, you're too fat to play that character. Your skin is too dark to play that character you aren't tall enough your costume is shitty x y z and i always just think fucking logan wouldn't care if you said (laughs) that you're too tall to be logan your mutton chops look stupid stuck on (laughs) logan don't give no shit Mm. that i try to channel the person i'm being in that moment 
even if it's just for a little while, I get to... We, we said at the top of the episode that part of what's great about Halloween is getting to put you away for a night mm-hmm. and be somebody else. And I, and I think that's what I do. Mm. That's what I do. How about you? Because I know you've struggled with feeling insecure doing yeah. co- co- uh, cosplays before. Um, I think it's the physical element of cosplays where I get very self-conscious if I'm sweaty. Yeah. Like quite often... I am quite sweaty, and quite often my costume requires I'm wearing more layers than I would want to be wearing that day. Yeah. And then I just instantly think, oh, now I look terrible and whatever. Um, That said, am I... I'm not the only one who... I can be watching something and not find an actor attractive until I see them with, like a little bit roughed up and a bit bloody and beaten up. Uh-huh. And I don't think that psychologically sounds great, but it's it's that kind of like... Uh, that... I, I think maybe the perfections, they become more real to you, maybe. Yeah. Plus some people just genuinely look good with a bit of blood coming out of their nose and a bit of a black eye. Um, shout out to Charlie Cox. But... Um, <laughs> <sighs> the whole of Daredevil is just that. But like... I think with Halloween costumes, I've found some people attractive because they've put a little bit of zombie makeup on. Yep. I find that a bit strange. Yeah, um, my current Twitter icon is a, a vague scientist character I did a couple of years ago where I've got, like, scratch marks down my face mm. and, like, heavy black... And I've got a massive bruise across one cheek and blood coming out of my nose and down my lip. And I actually look really good. That's the thing. Like, I get so self-conscious about... I don't want to be sweaty, Star-Lord... But if I roughed up someone, <laughs> but if I'm roughed up someone, there seems to be someone murdering a demonic goat outside. Usually, I'm the one to say, oh, "Jade, don't worry, no one can hear of the sounds outside." But I think that'll haunt me. <laughs> There's possibly a sacrifice going on outside. I mean, tis the season. Tis the um, season. Live your life. Um, so I think if I just embrace the fact that. Looking swe- uh, being sweaty does not make you instantly look awful. It it feels a bit bad, but like I go see plays and people are sweaty all the time in those. Mm-hmm. When I ever see, um, whenever I see people like dance performing or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, I could never do that. I'm too sweaty. And, and like, then they're, they're, they it's are, pouring off. They're them. pouring out. Yeah, like halfway through the first song, they are they've sweated their body weight and like mm. they just keep going. And that kind of like. Just accepting of like bodily functions sounds yeah. really silly, but like it's really helped. This also reminds me that we need to follow in the footsteps of Twins Macabre and do a fucking shock treatment cosplay. You oh and me. my god, we um, need to do this. There's actually posters of Nick Lamont all over London at the moment. Yeah, because of Graham of Thrones. Graham of Thrones, <laughs> um, which looks sounds like what it is, but it looks quite cool. She mm-hmm. looks great on the yeah. She looks amazing. Um, poster. Yeah, I want to do more like themed uh, in. Couple cosplays. Yeah. In buddy, quotation. Co- buddy cosplays. Buddy cosplays. But like, as a pairing, kind of... I've talked many times about how I want to trick Justin into being Captain Haddock. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, dressing actually exactly like someone else. Maybe that's actually a good... Do you think that's a good advice for someone who might have insecurities about cosplay? Or do you think what that's... What purpose to dress as somebody? Or maybe that's bad, because they'll be comparing themselves to someone else. Maybe. I don't know. I think there's a way to find comfort in being somebody else mm. I know also fun costume idea I have done this with friends of mine um, is if you're going somewhere with a group of friends dress up as each other <laughs> that's cool it's fun it's really fun 
You can lend each other clothes. And there's stuff. some. There's someone at the comic village at all of the conventions I go to, who I can't remember who they are, and I've I've I'm a feel ashamed that I've never gone to their table. But every single year, it's just Mulder and Scully sat at the table, and they look great. That's awesome. And I like that as part of their brand in yeah. a way. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, we were just talking about. Um, cosplay and things like a geeky shirt is fine yeah and i think at halloween it's okay to just wear some dark clothes or do yeah. some fun makeup or yeah um you don't have to be you don't have to have your full godzilla costume out yet yeah sure <laughs> sure okay um got a question from eli uh again facebook group um uh, if you could do the trope of Oh, excuse me. Too much fizzy drink. <laughs> if you could do the trope of my significant other is a blank, what monster would you like to date? Oh, this is fun. <sighs> well, uh, we think of answers for this. I've played a couple of sessions of uh, a, ga- a fate game mm-hmm. um, based around Homestuck and Suburb. I, the confusion in my voice is because I have no fucking idea. Uh, but the character in that I play is uh, a conspiracy theorist slash cryptid enthusiast. And one of their stunts is Mothman is my boyfriend. Aww. Which uh, the stunt allows me once per session to add or remove a situational aspect through blind faith. Hmm. Which uh, was fun. So that was a really fun character to build, actually. I really like that. If I if in if this is set in the same universe in which I'm a werewolf, I'd like to have a werewolf boyfriend and for us to like sync up our moon cycles and like plan things together and like Aww. we to have someone who knows the secret and knows exactly what you're going through would be really sweet. Yeah. Um if I'm the non-supernatural element of a story, yeah. I think I'd like to date a cool ghost. Aww. And um I think I have a I just have an affection for ghost stories and how a ghost story can just be a scare but it can all can ghost stories lend themselves much more to mysteries sure and like they come hand in hand with like a murder mystery and like something to solve and yeah um the 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 tragic idea that i'm writing in my head right now of like someone haunts the earth because they had unfinished business and that unfinished business was to fall in love and so i fall in love with them but i have to go i want tragedy and like Mm, angst and ghost pain in my life of course. Um, well, uh, Eli, Shape of Water is making having a fish boyfriend look really fucking appealing, i got to say. Yes. Oh, they're talking about that fish man's butt. Bless Doug Jones. Bless Doug Jones. Uh, I might have to be a bit of a cliche and say vampire, just because oh. I genuinely like having my neck bit- bitten. So, wow. I did not think vampire when you said cli- like you said cliche, but I wouldn't think of you... With a vampire? No, I don't think. I think it's just that that cliche of a vampire boyfriend or girlfriend mm. or partner. Though uh, my friend, um, my BFF Amanda and I recently decided. I think we saw a post on Tumblr which uh, wanting to turn the whole thing because normally when you have a werewolf vampire couple, the vampire is very polished and mm. elegant and refined. And if in the case of female female pairings or woman woman woman, woman pairings, it's the the vampire is the femme and the werewolf is the butch. Hmm. and we decided to to flip it and we've started like writing characters where it's a very high femme very glamorous werewolf hmm. and her kind of schlubby vampire partner <laughs> which is the character that I'm writing who basically spends a lot of time in a basement recording studio making podcasts and voice acting 
What am I saying? Uh, but like, I, I, one of the things I don't like about vampires is actually the same reason I don't really like elves and fantasy. Is I think I like the concept, but there's comes with so much baggage. Baggage of how they're supposed to look and like the kind of characters they're supposed to be. Yeah, if I could have a vampire that wasn't hung up on vampire stereotypes. Yeah, like I like, I love vampires in literature and what you can tell with them and like, mm. um. But similar to when I was talking about werewolves, I don't, I don't lean necessarily to lots of vampire films. Yeah, but uh, there is a really cute comic. I wish I could remember the artist, which is of a girl and her werewolf girlfriend, and mm. it's very cute. And that I remember reading, going, "When will I get to have a werewolf girlfriend?" <laughs> I just, I want to like, I want to understand them and like, you yeah. know, be be like really helpful to them and yeah, like. Exactly. It's the kind. It's the kind of. Um, extreme of that like nurture yeah. partner thing I, I know where, what you mean like, yeah. there's, a, there's a sort of attractiveness to the vulnerability most definitely um, we have a final question that's mm-hmm. the closest we got to a trick yeah and because I've eaten so many sa- well I made you do a silly accent we, I've had Sour Patch Kids, so this feels like a trick of both of us. Yeah. Uh, Evan suggest, or said to us to try and sing one of your favourite pieces of instrumental music. I have thought of an idea. Oh. Do you want to try and do the theme songs to Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Can you remember the theme? No. And the Are You Afraid of the Dark one is lots of ooh. So I don't know whether there's enough of a tune there for me to do. I'm going to do Goosebumps, though. Okay. I don't know how it starts. All I remember is ar 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 ar. Okay. Um. I I regret my choice. Do you know what? Do you know what bit of music you were gonna do? I know. I try to keep thinking because there's like lots of bits of music I like, and every time I try to think of them, it totally disappears from my head. I know one. Don't you're a cock. No, <laughs> Fuck no, off. I mean, we could have done like you and I do. You and I have done that. No, I will smack. No, don't think no, I will not smack you. I hate you. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, I'm not. Because we do the Doctor Who theme music all the time, and we've done our own. Shout out to Tybee Diskin and the run Doctor Who fancast <laughs> for doing an amazing a cappella version of the Doctor Who Maybe that's song. how we'll play out tonight. No, we won't. <laughs> okay. No, we won't. That's a good bit. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> hey, you're choking on your own hubris. Is that the exorcist? <laughs> yeah, tube of the bells. Okay, as it's spooky. How much you seeing the hand gestures that are accompanying this? You were conducting yourself. Yeah, thank you. On the poltercast, the one thing we want is a button where we can just go whenever we say something spooky. I'm sure that can be arranged. I'm sure that can be arranged. I think we've had enough sugar and we should probably get away from the microphone. Oh my god, when you just sit next to a bowl of Sour Patch Kids, you don't really take in what you're taken in yeah so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna escape while we still can 
The witching hour is close at hand. Um, and I'm feeling a little sick. <laughs> but then what is more Halloween than that? Indeed. We're going to have great nightmares. Sure. If you'd like to get in contact with us, we've got individual Twitters. I'm at Rose. I'm at Hamish Steele. If you'd like to get in contact with the uh, Box Not Included, you need to buy a Ouija board and contact us through your local medium... Alternatively, you can use Box Not Included at Gmail or at Twitter, or you can come to our Facebook group where our amazing questions came from today. Thank you so much, everybody there. Yes, I was really proud of that. We're creating a little community. It's lovely. Um, Oh, we're also on Tumblr, uh, Box Not Included as well. Yes. But we don't. Have we even posted the most few episodes on Tumblr? I know it's my job, but I have forgotten. Okay, well, we maybe do some backlog on Tumblr. Yeah. We also want to give thanks to Graham Waller. The audio overlord and master of the sound waves. What? For our theme music and helping produce this very extra spoopy episode of the podcast. You can check out his work at GrahamWaller.com and the synthwave stylings of Glitterwolf at glitterwolf.bangcamp.com. But until next time. If you're still alive. And really, even if you aren't, that's no excuse not to show. <laughs> I'm Jadro. I'm Hamish Steele. And unless one is talking about one's coffin, (laughs) don't let anybody box you in. Alive.